0: good? Praise God. How can you not be good after that? Ah, oh, Let's just pray. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. You are welcome to speak to us today and we open our hearts to you. We want to hear from you. We want you to father us. We love you, Holy Spirit. please take whatever words come out of my mouth and do with them what only you can do, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to, I'm preaching without shoes on and I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> But I was worshipping and the Lord said, take your shoes off. And I was like, I'd prefer not to. It's not my preference. And the Holy Spirit said, take your shoes off. So I took my shoes off. And then it just felt like he poured out every piece of love on top of me. Just because I was obedient and took my shoes off. It's so silly, isn't it? It sounds so silly. Either I'm crazy or God's real. (laughs) I wonder what is on the other side of your obedience to that little whisper of the Holy Spirit. We started a series last week and it was called, um, I can't even think, Be Strong in the Lord. And I had a plan, had a nice structured plan, we'll unpack this and then we'll unpack that and then we'll unpack that. And the Lord said today that he wanted to talk about friendship with the Holy Spirit because it's impossible for us to be strong in the Lord if we don't have friendship with the Holy Spirit so I'm not really going to get real teachy on you today. And that's not my preference either. Um, But I just want to encourage you in a few things. I hope that last week you were encouraged. And if you weren't here last week, I'd encourage you to listen to the podcast. Keep it simple. I'm not going to go over that because I don't have time. Um, But... Jesus, when he was walking with his disciples after three and a half years, he said to them, Guys, I'm going, and it's better for you that I go away, because when I go, I'll send the helper to you. I'm sure they must have been thinking, What could be better than walking with the Son of God? What could be better than walking and eating and drinking? and um, sleeping and breathing in Jesus day in, day out. And Jesus simply said, it's better that I go away because then I'll send the helper to you, the Holy Spirit. John, um, That's in John 16, 7 to 15, right? Jot that down in your notes and just read that, read over that this week. What the heck? I want to remind you That man, we have a helper and his name is Holy Spirit and he needs to become our best friend. He's the gift that Jesus gave to us. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14, it says this, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The communion of the Holy Spirit. What, what is the communion of the Holy Spirit? What is that? Um, in Benny Hinn's book, it's, a, it's called Good Morning Holy Spirit. He just simply unpacks it in a few sentences. So I thought I'd read that out to you today. Because it blessed me. Communion of the Holy Spirit. What is that? He says there are seven meanings. First, the word communion means presence. God the Father's desire for you is that the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit will be with you. Who just felt the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit while we worshipped? Who wants that all the time? Okay, it's available. Praise God. Second, it means fellowship. He writes, you do not need to pray to the Holy Spirit. You simply fellowship with him. And you should seek that communion as you would seek water in the wilderness. The third meaning is sharing together. You pour pour out your heart and he pours out his. You share your joy and he shares his. The apostles wrote to the believers in Acts 15, 28, and it says, It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. They were sharing, even writing letters together. Fourth, Communion means participation with. The Holy Spirit becomes your partner. The scripture is filled with phrases like working with them and the Spirit and us. It makes us clear that the work of the Spirit is in participation with you. Fifth, it means intimacy You'll never experience a deep love of Christ until you know it with the Holy Spirit who brings that intimacy. There is no other way. God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Romans 5.5 You can't love God without the Holy Spirit. Sixth, the word means Friendship. The spirit longs to be your closest friend, someone with whom you can share the deepest secrets of your heart. And seventh, communion means comradeship. In Greek, the word means commander. He's like the captain, a ruler or a boss, but a loving, friendly one. Just as he instructed the apostles where they should go and where they shouldn't, He must be allowed to rule in your personal affairs. Remember, since Christ departed, the Holy Spirit is in charge on earth. Are you listening to his voice? Are you ready to commune with him? Isn't that beautiful how he just listed out what does communion with the Holy Spirit look like? And, you know, there's been so many instances where in my life, and I'm sure if we shared stories, we would have thousands and thousands of stories of the Holy Spirit being our friend and walking us through life. But I thought I'd share a few today just from my life. Um, Hmm. My, I'm deciding which ones to share, because there's hundreds. (sighs) My first little baby girl, her name is Gracie, and she was stillborn at 21 weeks. And nothing can prepare you to go through something like that first baby, it was like a Mack truck hitting me out of nowhere. You know, having that ultrasound and hearing at 12 weeks, there is something very wrong with your baby. And then going to um, doctor after doctor and them saying, you need to abort this child. Um, nothing can prepare you for that journey. But praise God, I was saved nine months before Gracie was born. And Um, the Holy Spirit during that time was my comforter. It didn't mean I didn't grieve but my heart was held by the Holy Spirit and I can't tell you much about the three months after her birth but I can tell you that I was held by the Holy Spirit. He didn't say a lot. He didn't need to. But when I would go into the depths of despair, he would make sure that I wouldn't drown in them. And he would breathe hope when I needed hope. He would bring words of comfort when I needed them. And I remember three months later, I I didn't do, I, I can't tell you what that three months looked like. I would do a lot of sitting and staring at the big mountain range behind our house. We lived down south at that point. And I would, stare, I would just sit there in the cold June weather and stare at this mountain um, and try and process grief. Um, and after three months, I, I was like, okay, I've got, something's got to shift here. I've got to, I've got to go on. I've got to live, live my life. So I laid out my heart to the Holy Spirit. And I said, God, I feel like a mum. I've got this desire in my heart and I can't make it turn off. But I'm like, you have my life. So you just tell me what you want me to do and I will do it. But you've got to to give me some vision here. You've got to give me a direction to go in. And the Holy Spirit, I nearly fell off my chair. The Holy Spirit said, you're pregnant now, you'll have a son, call him Isaiah. And it was as if someone had spoken it audibly. It wasn't audible, but it might as well have been. And I nearly fell off my chair because I was expecting that the Holy Spirit would say, you're going to serve as a missionary to Africa or something. That's what I was expecting. And I had a, I, I had a choice then. Do I believe this? This is outrageous. First, I was like, I was like, what? Because it wasn't what I was expecting to hear. And the Lord said, you're pregnant now. You'll have a son. Call him Isaiah. Then my next question was, what what is that name? That's not on the short list. (sighs) And so I jumped in my car and I drove to my husband's work and I barged into his office. I had been not really functioning up to that point. And so he's like, hello, what's going on? And I've got like big eyes. He's like, what's wrong? What's happened? And I said, God told me that we're pregnant and we're going to have a son and we're going to call him Isaiah. And he's just like, I'm sure, like, he's not saved. So I'm sure he's thinking in his head, my gosh, she's lost the plot. <sighs> and he's like, "Will are you? And I'm like, he said I am, so I am. And he's like, can you make sure, please? <laughs> but I was. And here he sits. Perfectly healthy baby boy. Um, Praise God. His name means God is my salvation. Holy Spirit was such a deep comfort, but he also gave me direction when I cried out to him for direction. Um, And I want to encourage you. I had to wage war with that word that I was going to have a son Because every day I felt, I heard the lie, you're going to lose this baby. Something's wrong with this baby. Every day, without fail, I had to wage war. I had to be like, no, God said every single day. So for those of you who have heard the Lord, wage war with what the Lord's spoken over your life. Wage war with it. Believe it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We must hear the voice of Holy Spirit. We must hear his voice. We must cry out. You know, if you're not hearing him, you cry out until you hear him. It's his good pleasure to speak to us. That's my first little story. He's our comforter. John 14:15 says, "If you love me, you'll keep my commandments." And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. And the Greek word for helper there is parakletos, which means intercessor. He's praying for you. The Holy Spirit is consoler, advocate, comforter. That's what the Holy Spirit is. another little story. I was moving to Darwin. These are like so old, these stories. I don't get to tell them very often. Um, This was before we moved to Darwin. We were living in Nara. We had Isaiah and we had Noah. Isaiah was nearly four. Noah was one. And I was pregnant with Micah. And my husband rang up one day and he said, Naomi, I'm going on a plane tomorrow to Darwin. I think our boss wants to buy some restaurants up there and he won't go without me. So I thought I better go check it out. And at the time I was running a family daycare business from my home. So I have five children under four years old and three of them were under 12 months old. And so I get this phone call and there's like kids everywhere. And I'm like, fear and anxiety grip my heart because so I was like, I don't know where Darwin is. I had just got comfortable. It took eight years, but I got comfortable living in Nara where we were. And it was probably like a month before that. I walked into church and I sat down. I'm like, oh, I, feel like I feel comfortable here. This is like, I feel like this is home. And then we get this phone call. And so anxiety filled my heart. So I feed the babies lunch. I put everyone to bed and then I sat at my kitchen bench and I said God you need to speak to me now I don't have long I'm on a timer there's kids here and I flipped my bible open I just went pooh open my bible and the holy spirit almost yelled at me he said not that page and I was like whoa one page over And I wasn't like looking for a verse but it's like it supernaturally jumped out of the page at me and it says, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. That is what the Lord said. And the Holy Spirit said, Naomi, if you go, my plan for you is to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. And if you stay, my plan is to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. And peace flooded over my body like a river. And I did not have anxiety. I did not have fear because I had the Holy Spirit to speak to me. Amen. Two months later, we were on a plane to Darwin. And here we are. We're still here. Huh. John fourteen twenty six. it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. How on earth can we be strong in the Lord if we don't have the friendship of the Holy Spirit? Because he's the one who teaches us all things. He's the one who brings to remembrance everything that Jesus has said. So my encouragement to you today is cultivate communion with the Holy Spirit this week. You need it like you need air. It can look like lots of things. What did it look like for me today? I sat on my patio in the sun in the nice breeze and I sat there with my Bible and my journal and I wrote good morning Holy Spirit and I waited to hear what he would say. And he said, good morning, Naomi. I'm so glad that you're here today. And then I started to like just write out. I hadn't journaled all week, so I started to write out some things that I wanted to process with my friend, the Holy Spirit. And he spoke back, so I wrote what he spoke back. That's what it looks like sometimes. Sometimes. And do you know what? I was out there for an hour and a half. It felt like I was out there for 10 minutes. And there were kids out there. And Noah would come out and he'd have a chat. And at one point, the Holy Spirit said, I love that your son is here with us. I love that you're not cutting him off, saying that he's a distraction. The Holy Spirit isn't bothered by our children, parents. He's not bothered by your partner or your husband. He's not bothered by people. He loves them. We can have communion with him, admit, like while we are a parent, while we are a friend, while we minister to someone, while we go to the shops, while we do our life. We need the Holy Spirit. We need his friendship. We need his counsel. We need his guiding. We won't be strong without it. And so I want to invite you. What is the time? I don't want to break the rules. Ooh, five minutes. Ravoy, can you just put on like some instrumental music? I want to give you five minutes to just sit and listen to the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've got a question Maybe you've got a weight on your heart that you need to process with him or let go. Maybe you need an answer for something. Maybe you just need to feel his comfort. But I just want to invite you to take a second to just listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Hmm. Hmm. still and know He is God, be still and know, be still and know He is God, be still Precious Holy Spirit, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Hmm. We love your presence. We love your comfort. We love it when you teach us. We love it when you lead us into truth. We love your friendship. And I pray for each one today that is here or that listens to this message, I pray that they would grow in friendship with the Holy Spirit, that they would tune in to hear you, Holy Spirit, that you would lead them and guide them. And I pray over everyone, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit to be with you all for this day and every day of your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.